0: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Stand up for your country. So we have a lot to tell you about tonight. We're looking forward. You know, we're not like uh, the network and cable news operations, which just repeat everything ad nauseum. That's Latin, by the way. Ad nauseum is to uh, the the internal distress. Uh, Anyway, Uh, Joe Biden's schedule today, uh, not not too bad, you know, 11.30, uh, he gave a little uh, speech on uh, Ida, we're going to do everything, Uh, everybody's mobilizing, and 1.45, uh, he participated in a virtual event, that means he didn't have to get out of his jammies, with rabbis from around the country to commemorate the Jewish High Holy Days, and that was it, that was pretty much it. Now, tomorrow, He's heading down to uh, Bayou Country in Louisiana to look and see for himself um, the damage from the hurricane. That's not a bad thing. Leaders should do that. Um, and he, of course, will promise uh, people down there affected everything. And that's what uh, the Democrats do. We'll just send you everything and don't worry about a thing. Um, and then after that, this hasn't been announced, but I know. Um, And the president will go to Delaware, Rehoboth Beach House, and kind of relax through the Labor Day weekend. Now, how do I know that? Because uh, I know the guy who has a big miniature golf course down there, and, and the Bidens made a reservation. That's not true. That's a jest. But I know he's going to Rehoboth. Okay. So, with all the trouble that Joe Biden's had the last three weeks with Afghanistan, Donald Trump has been lurking. Now I use the word lurking um, in in not a precise way, hovering, lurking, trying to figure out how to exploit the problems Mr. Biden is having. So we got a hold of the first video component to this. Go. Afghanistan cannot be used as a terrorist base. That Afghanistan
1: has become. Terrorists. He planned for every contingency. Total chaos. It is heartbreaking. It is depressing. It's a failure, and he needs to own that failure. Fair responsibility for all that's happened. He did not admit any mistakes. He did not
2: uh, offer any change, of course. He says we're going to continue forward. He really isn't taking responsibility.
0: Mr. Biden, you did
2: this. You made the deal with the Taliban. This is the consequences of it. Go for help of thousands of people being left
0: behind. there's American citizens left, we're going to stay there and get them all out. We did not get everybody out.
2: Dozens and dozens of U.S. citizens went to the airport and the gates never opened.
0: The mission hasn't failed yet.
2: If this isn't failure, <laughs> what does failure look like exactly?
0: But uh, there's, you know, there to be. a forgot
2: about ISIS in the front that Americans face now.
0: All right, so that's a devastating one minute, four seconds. The ad was paid for by the Save America PAC organization. So President uh, Trump wants to run again. I told you that. He told me. Um, and so he set up a bunch of political action committees. They raise money. That money doesn't go directly to Donald Trump, but he controls the money. So that ad that you saw there is not going to run on the network news. You're not going to see it there. You'll see it all over the Internet And um, perhaps um, Fox News Channel and uh, the other um, conservative organizations, ONN and Newsmax, perhaps. But it's pretty devastating. And um, this situation is hurting not only Joe Biden, but the Democratic Party. And all the people who run the Democratic Party and who are working with Mr. Biden know it. They know that this is a catastrophe for them, not just for the people left behind in Afghanistan. Now, there is a poll out off uh, the Afghan debacle. It is from Politico and Morning Consult, Democrats 39, Republicans 36. So this is a fair poll, about 2,000 registered voters. Question was, are things going in the right direction in America? Right direction 39. Wrong track, 61. Second question, do you approve or disapprove of how President Biden handled Afghanistan? Approved 30, net disapprove 61. No opinion, eight. So this is a terrible poll for Biden. Now, it is true that people have a short memory and that Afghanistan is far away. And if there's not a terror attack uh, in the next month or so, This will fade somewhat. The details will fade. But there will be uh, atrocities du jour in Afghanistan, and that video will be smuggled out. So the conservative outlets, the anti-Biden outlets will run that, but not the corporate media. So Joe Biden himself is not going to go silent. And when you, I don't think he's going to hold a press conference in Louisiana. I'd be shocked. He'll go down for a photo op. There'll be a pool of reporters around him. Some might shout questions, but he's not going to get into Afghanistan. So and they're going to say, look, we said what we said. It's a tremendous victory for us and the country. Period. Goodbye. That's it. Good night. Elvis has left the building. Um, So the silent treatment will be given to Afghanistan by the president. So the question then becomes, because we always like to advance the stories here, will the media try to save Biden's image, his overall image? Will that happen? Because, as everybody knows, some of the liberal media, I mean, the Washington Post literally begged people to vote for Joe Biden. Yet, they scorched him over Afghanistan. So there was a departure in the usual ideological news coverage in this country was the wall street journal. uh, I'm sorry, the the Washington post went after him. So did elements on CNN MSNBC remained pretty loyal. I mean, they are the most far left network in the history of this country. No, not even close. And um, the New York times, interestingly enough, They're not really engaged here. Not one editorial in the last two and a half weeks on this. Nothing. Why? Because the New York Times makes its money, all of it, from liberal viewership. Didn't used to be that way. You know, they used to have kind of a, they always were liberal, but there were other people in. Now they're not. It's all liberal. You can make the case that the Fox News channel is all conservative. You can make that case. It wasn't when I was there because we did polling and surveys. We knew who was watching. But today you can make the case that Fox News is, total audience is conservative. But the New York Times, no question about it. In order to continue the revenue, they can't go up against Biden. Washington Post, they almost had to do it um, because, of, as I said, they were so fervently in favor of Biden. And it all had to do with Trump. We all know that. So the Wall Street Journal yesterday just hammered. And I'm going to do two parts of their editorial. I'm going to read you two parts. Put the first one on the full screen, please. Quote from the Wall Street Journal. Biden's defiant accusatory defense on Tuesday of his Afghanistan withdrawal and its execution was so dishonest and so lacking in self-reflection or accountability that it was unworthy of the sacrifices Americans have made in that conflict, unquote. That's just a devastating statement. They're basically saying that the American service people were killed and wounded. Biden insulted them by lying. That's heavy. Second part of the editorial, quote, Mr. Biden described the evacuation as if it were a triumph. And that his administration had planned for such a contingency in case the Afghan military collapsed. This is literally unbelievable. Multiple media reports have revealed that the White House was caught by surprise and preparing for vacation en masse when Kabul fell, unquote. And that's true. Uh, Blinken, the very weak Secretary of State, was out where I am right now, on the east end of Long Island. He was already there. So if Blinken knew Afghanistan was going to fall, he couldn't possibly have begun an end-of-summer vacation. And, of course, he had to run back to Washington. Biden himself was in Camp David doing some R&R. He had nothing on his schedule. So let me repeat the question I'm going to bring in Bernie Goldberg. Um, Will the media try to resurrect? I think that's a better word. Resurrect Joe Biden. Because right now, he's toast. Only the fanatics are saying he's a good president and we're happy we voted for him. Um, by the way, CBS News uh, didn't cover Afghanistan last night. It was all Ida and other stories. But CBS News said, no, nah, we don't think we have a follow-up story anywhere. no. People left behind, no dogs left behind, no examination of uh, performance over there, Uh, even though the military is backtracking. Not even the leak from the CIA that said uh, Biden and, uh, and the Afghan president spoke and Biden told them to put a happy face on the Taliban advance. I mean, that was a tremendous story. Because, as you know, they were leaking all day long under Trump, but and Biden hadn't leaked. But now the intel community put out the phone call, the transcription of the phone call between Biden and Ghani. That's incredible. Story. CBS couldn't kind of get into that a little bit. Uh, so joining us now is a guy who worked at CBS, um, I think, 72 years. Right. Didn't you start when you were like nine? Can
1: um, hmm. you work for that? My first assignment was the Lincoln administration. Right. <laughs> I covered
0: the- How many Emmys did you win at CBS, by the way, as a news reporter?
1: Six at CBS and eight at HBO.
0: Okay. So six Emmys. Now, I remember as a younger correspondent at CBS, working for Dan Rather, and you were there at the time, but you were Miami-based. But once in a while, you'd come to New York and, and, and kind of look at the younger correspondents and like that. Give him, give us a little, yeah.
1: That's not true. You know, oh, that it is, too-
0: is. Oh, Goldberg. It's- you and the, all the others that were there for a long time. It was like a hazing. So anyway, you know the CBS News organization as well as anybody on this earth. Were you surprised they didn't cover Afghanistan on the nightly news last night?
1: You know, I don't watch network news anymore. So I didn't know that until you said it. But... CBS, as well as other liberal news organizations, did hold Donald Trump accountable. And you referenced that in your lead-in. But I think news organizations, whether it's CBS, The New York Times, CNN, whoever on the left, you know, it's human nature to revert to form. And I think sooner or later, probably sooner, they will revert to form and probably find a way to blame Donald Trump for the chaos, the mess, the the fiasco we all witnessed on television coming out of Kabul and the rest of Afghanistan. So if you're asking if they're going to try to save him at some point, at some point they will. They have been fair in the past, in the recent past, with some notable exceptions, they have been fair. And by the way, the reason they were fair, the reason they did hold him accountable, It wasn't because they were concerned about his reputation or his credibility. They were concerned about their own reputation. That's right. And what little credibility they still have. Because if they covered for him when uh, the American electorate was watching what we were all watching on TV, if they covered for that the way they covered for the mess on the southern border, for instance, they would have lost what little credibility they still have. And they were going to throw him under the bus if necessary and finally do their job because otherwise it was going to be they who went under the bus.
0: Well, it's interesting to note that MSNBC did not cover this story with any sense of fairness at all. It was excuse making and Trump blaming all the way down the line. But NBC News tries to detach itself from MSNBC. Do you
1: think that works? I don't know that the American people think NBC and MSNBC are the same thing. The president, one of the presidents, former president of NBC News once said that that is MSNBC is our editorial page. Uh, well, you know what? If I were running a news organization, I wouldn't want that being my editorial page. Uh, I wouldn't want Morning Joe with three hours of Trump bashing being my editorial page. I wouldn't want a network that pretty much only shows one side of a story not entirely but pretty much shows one side of a story being my editorial page but i don't think the i think the people who watch msnbc you know they're lefties who like everything they see on msnbc and believe everything and i don't know that they necessarily conflate that or even associate that with nbc news
0: I do. I think there's the bleed over now. I don't think there's a person in the country that thinks NBC news is a fair news organization,
1: but I don't think there's that any, may,
0: anybody that doesn't think it tilts left.
1: That, 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 that may be true. And I, and I tend to agree with that, but I don't think that's because of MSNBC. I don't, well, I, don't I mean, know when,
0: but when we were working at network news and Brokaw was in the chair, Brokaw was a lefty as was Peter Jennings rather was much further left than Brokaw and Jennings. Brokaw and Jennings tried to, you know, keep an image of impartiality and rather didn't. That was the difference. But NBC News back then was more of a traditional news organization. Now it's a committed left news organization.
1: I'm not arguing with that. All I'm saying is I think people who watch the Today Show aren't watching Morning Joe. So I don't know that they, they they make a connection. MSNBC, that's one thing. NBC is another thing. The point is they're both left-of-center news organizations. One of them really left-of-center yeah. news organizations. okay. Organization.
0: Now, my uh, prediction is that we have a long Labor Day weekend coming up. Next week, all the networks will forget about Afghanistan to some extent, maybe a couple of small things, but they're on to the big 3.5 trillion uh, infrastructure bill that's gonna give everybody everything. They're on to whatever else might break. But the conservative media, Fox and Newsmax and OAN, they will try to keep the Afghanistan story
1: going, correct? Yes, but you said something very interesting in your lead-in. I say very interesting, Bill, because it doesn't happen very often. That you say something very interesting. Thanks. <laughs> okay. But you, you used the term, it's a term that jumped out at me. You said atrocities de jour. If there are, in fact, atrocities de jour, and we know what they might be: revenge against Afghans who helped the United States, possibly Americans included in that atrocities de jour, then even NBC, CBS, ABC. CNN, The New York Times, The Washington Post, none of them, Bill, are going to be able to ignore that because that goes back to their own credibility. If word gets out that they lined up a bunch of Afghans who helped the United States and shot them, I hope that never happens. We all hope that never happens. But if it does, if that's one of the atrocities, that you were referencing, then everybody's going to be back on board covering this. Now, if that doesn't happen, then you're on something. If that doesn't happen, they will revert to form and play the story down and even go further than that, I think, and start to blame their favorite villain for all of this. And that's Donald J. Trump.
0: So let's get to Trump. Did you think that political ad was effective?
1: Well, I thought that political ad was off the charts effective. I had never seen that before. Wow. Just Nobody ten- had
0: ever seen it before, Bernie, because... They sent it to me because they knew I wouldn't chop it and I wouldn't ignore it.
1: Good for you. That's great. That's a great get uh, from a technical point of view. You know, being in television, we look at certain things differently than the than the general public. That was dynamite. Now, I think, I think that I don't want Donald Trump involved in this, even if he was behind the the ad. Because I think it, it then becomes about Donald Trump and not about the content of the ad. I think the best thing Donald Trump can do if he wants Joe Biden to be hurt by this, and Joe Biden should be hurt by this, I think the best thing Donald Trump can do is play 18 holes at Mar-a-Lago and, and just let it go. And even if he puts that ad out, stay away from doing interviews about the ad. That's just okay. my advice. I no, I mean, you people. don't want to
0: make it about Trump. You want to make, keep it on Biden. So you wrote a really good column uh, this week, and, and I want to tell everybody, look, there are independent news agencies like BillOReilly.com, BernardGoldberg.com, that you should access, all right, because it, it's a counterbalance to, if you're going to sit there and watch two, three hours of cable news a day, uh, or even the network news broadcasts, You've got to have something else, because if you don't, you're going to be misled on both sides. We will not mislead you. Goldberg and I will not mislead you. We'll tell you what we think and why we think it. But anyway, you wrote a pretty tough column on Biden. So my question is, did you think Biden was going to be this bad when he got elected? Well,
1: let me answer it this way, Bill. Biden was, he won the nomination because he wasn't Bernie Sanders and he won the election because he wasn't Donald Trump. Okay? And if that sounds simple, it's because it is simple. It's that simple. It's that true. Uh, Americans were tired of the chaos and deception of Donald Trump so they elected Joe Biden. Now here's the great irony of our time. What did they get by electing Joe Biden? They got chaos, Afghanistan, and they got deception, all the lies and misinformation he's put out about Afghanistan. But did I expect that he would be this incompetent? I don't think anybody could have. I mean, partisans could say, well, he's, he's, you know, he's senile and all that. I never said that. But I didn't think he could be this, this incompetent. And I'll tell you, you had a great line about it. You called him a diminished man uh, in a world of, living in a world of delusion. That's a good description of, of what he's become. Uh,
0: There's no doubt about uh, it.
1: And, and uh, Senator
0: the, Lieberman, Joseph Lieberman, he was on a news a news earlier this week. If you guys missed that, I hope you'll watch it. He confirmed that because he, he, he has known Biden, you know, fairly, you know, closely for decades because they were both in the Senate together. And, and they're both if, Democrats. And, 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 and Lieberman it, said flat out, he's not who he was.
1: Last if word. there are, if there, if there are these, these atrocities du jour, the Biden presidency effectively, if it isn't already, and it may be, but if it isn't already, will be over.
0: Okay, Bernie. Thank you very much. Everybody, go to bernardgoldberg.com. Really appreciate it, Bernie. Have a nice weekend. Let's talk to you soon. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's eight seven seven four 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 gold or text GOLD to 65532. All right, CDC says uh, if you don't have the vax, you should stay home this weekend. Of course, who's going to listen to the CDC? Nobody. Um, but there was a briefing, and uh, they said, look, this uh, Delta variant is so contagious, If you're not vaccinated, you're going to get it. And even if you are vaccinated, uh, you might get it. There's been some crossovers. I got a study out of Britain here in a moment. Um, But the hospitalization rate right now is 16 times greater for those not vaccinated than vaccinated in the USA. Now, in Great Britain, they did a study. I've been waiting for this study. Okay, and the study is um, what are the odds if you're vaccinated, you get COVID. So the odds are you have a two-thirds better chance to avoid COVID, 66% better chance if you are vaxxed. And if you get COVID, it will be mild. There's literally nobody, unless they had a pre-existing condition that sent them to the hospital, in the hospital because of covid was vaxxed in Britain. Okay, been waiting for that um, because I'm a guy who does my analysis based on facts. So what am I going to do over the Labor Day weekend? Well, number one, I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Number two, I will avoid crowds. But I'm not staying home. I'm going to the beach. All right, next week I'll go to a, a ball game, a Mets game. Mets, Yankees, I'll be there. Okay, not wearing a mask. But I'm going. However, inside, indoors, I'm not going to go where there are crowds. So, for example, uh, I wouldn't go bowling this weekend. You know, you're in the lanes, everybody's on top of you. Restaurants are okay because I'm vaxxed. And, you know, the people that I hang with are all vaxxed. There's nobody that I know in my sphere. I know people, but they're not in my immediate vicinity that's unvaccinated. So I'm going to have, I hope, and I hope you do too, a nice Labor Day weekend. We all need to break. Amherst College, $77,000 if you want to send the urchin to Amherst. That's in Massachusetts. President is Carolyn Martin, a far, far left progressive. All right. And the school has always been progressive. So now, if you want to attend classes at Amherst, you got to be vaxxed. If you're a student or a teacher or an administrator, or a janitor, everybody on campus is vaxxed. Well, you gotta get out. All, but not only that, Carolyn Martin is telling all the students they have to wear two masks, two masks, when they do anything, when not in their dorms. That means their dorm room. You go out of your dorm room, you got to two masks on, okay? All students will be tested for COVID. Two times a week. Two times a week, got to get the thing shoved up your nose. All right? And not only that, you can't leave campus at Amherst. You can't go to a restaurant or anything. You got to stay there. Why would anybody, any parent, pay for this? That's the most extreme thing I've seen. Now, most colleges that I know of, are requiring students to be vaccinated. Now, that's in the Northeast here. I don't know the other parts of the country. Okay, let's go to Texas. Now, Texas is the most conservative state in the Union. All right, maybe Oklahoma, but Texas is really the poster child for conservatism, just like California is a poster child for liberalism. So, Governor Abbott signed a law on May 19, 2021. Law says, quote, a physician may not knowingly perform or induce an abortion on a pregnant woman if the physician detects a fetal heartbeat for the unborn child. Now, the fetal heartbeat comes about six weeks into the pregnancy. So in Texas now, the abortion doctor has to listen a fetal heartbeat if the doctor hears it no abortion well the pro-choice lobby went wild and they filed a lawsuit so wednesday night the supreme court ruled five to four that texas can have that law they didn't strike it down as unconstitutional so the five who voted in texas's favor were Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, Samuel Alito, and Clarence Thomas. Against, all right, against Texas, to block the law, um, Roberts, and I knew he was going to do it, the Chief Justice, Breyer, Kagan, and Sotomayor, the liberal justices. So um, I'm not surprised by the Supreme Court, but there's one caveat here. The, the majority said, we will consider further challenges to this law. So the door is open there. But Roberts, I knew he was going to do that because Roberts is not a conservative judge. I'd say he, he's a liberal judge at this point. Not crazy left like Sotomayor, but he left. Um, another law in Texas requires that professional sports teams play the national anthem before every game. There's the law. And if you don't, the state's going to punish the team somehow. So this came about because Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks, and, and it's going to be interesting, so I'm inviting Cuban to the Trump-O'Reilly History Show, which is going to be in the arena that he owns in Dallas on uh, September 19th, on September, on December 19th. So I hope Mark will show. I'm going to give him freebie. I mean, he's, we're in his arena, the American Airlines arena in Dallas, but he didn't want to play the national anthem before Mavs games. And that outraged the Texas legislature. So now he has to, uh, or he'll get punished. Finally, in Texas, the legislature has approved $2 billion for border security. They're going around the Biden administration because the Biden administration doesn't have any border security. So the state is going to use the money for barriers. Now, they can't be right on the border because that's federal territory. Okay? It might be state land, but under the Constitution, the feds handle all kinds of immigration situations. But Texas is going to build some kind of border wall someplace. They're also going to send National Guard down. All right. 1,800 additional, they already have Guard there, additional Texas National Guard going to the border. And um, they're going to have three state detention centers for illegal aliens who are taken into custody. So they won't be part of the federal apparatus because the feds will just let them go. They'll be in state detention centers. Now, this is going to be a mess, and you know there's going to be lawsuits all over the place, but that's what's going on in Texas. In Utah, there is a poll, Predictive Insights, um, among mostly Republicans and independents. It says that Mitt Romney's in trouble. Just 35% of Republicans and independents want him as their senator. 63% do not. Now, that doesn't mean Romney will lose because Romney gets Democrat votes. And I don't know about the independent breakdown, but he's in trouble. Now, Liz Cheney, all right, in the neighboring state of Wyoming, I think she's toast. Because she's Nancy Pelosi's best friend. All right. In California, the recall effort, um, George Soros is given a million dollars to keep Newsom in office. That might tell you something. Might tell you something. And listen to this. Talk about press corruption. The L.A. Times, ridiculous, going out of business. They do a poll. 1,700 California adult residents, not registered voters, anything like that. Democrats, 47%. Republicans, 26%. A 21% deficit for Democrats in the poll. Now, people don't know that. We know it because this is what we do. But the L.A. Times doesn't say that. They just put out the poll. And the poll says 58% of Californians want Newsom to stay. Now, remember this, because I'm going to remember it. And after the recall vote on September 14th, we'll see if the L.A. Times, we'll see. You want to go to a university in America that's run by fascists? Maybe you do, maybe you'd like to experience fascism. About Florida International U, F-I-U. So they have put out a guide, (laughs) this is unbelievable, from the Office of Social Justice and Inclusion, right away you know. So here, and I'm not making this up, I know you think I do, but I don't. Here's some of the stuff in the guide for students. A, don't say mother or father or mom and dad. Replace with parents, family members, guardians, or caregiver. Don't say man-made. Say artificial. Don't say manpower. Say workforce. Don't say at a wedding, you may kiss the bride. Replace with you may kiss each other. Husband, wife, no. No. Do not refer to people as husband or wife, it's partner, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, no. Significant other. You want fascism? FIU. This day in history, September 2nd, 1945, the Japanese formally surrendered the end of World War II on the deck of the Missouri. Um, The surrender was signed by the Japanese. They didn't have anybody left. The foreign minister did it. And then U.S. General Douglas MacArthur signed afterward, and the war was over. The only reason the Japanese surrendered is because Truman dropped the A-bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Still to this day, we don't have a a precise death toll, but I put it at about 500,000. Civilians mostly killed by the atom bomb. Now, I write about this extensively and the Japanese surrender in Killing the Rising Sun. So if you want to know about what happened in the Pacific War that ended 76 years ago today, Killing the Rising Sun, the best book. Now, here are the stats. 36 million human beings killed in the Pacific War, most of them Chinese. All right. The United States killed 112,000. Wounded 253,000 American service people. Japan, 1,740,000 killed or missing. Unbelievable. That doesn't count civilian deaths. Civilian deaths are about 400,000. Now, why say 500,000 killed at Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Many of those died years afterward from cancer and from things caused by the radiation. So the end of World War II. 76 years ago today. Back with Mail and a final thought on how to overcome a bad week if you have one.
1: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's
1: fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.
0: Bill, isn't it fair to say the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan should lie mainly on the backs of the Afghan army? There is some truth to that, but if you understand Afghanistan, the army never had an allegiance to Kabul and the central government. They were only in the army to get money. They were mercenaries. And as soon as the money was cut off, gone. Same thing happened in Rome. Rome fell because the emperors hired mercenaries to protect the city. The Roman legions were depleted. Once those mercenaries got in there, bang, it was over for Rome. Edward, 81 million people voted for a man because they didn't like bad tweets. But the really sad thing is a lot of these fools think he's doing a good job. I wouldn't say a lot of them think he's doing a good job. I would say a lot of them won't admit their mistake. Susan Jones, Moundsville, West Virginia. Bill, I agree with you that Joe Biden's speech was narcissistic, but I always thought that President Trump was the poster child for narcissism. A lot of people believe that. And I address that in the United States of Trump, my book on him, the history book on him. Sandra, thanks for a great show, especially on definition of narcissist. Just booted out of my life, someone who fit that description. And you're smart to do so, Sandra. You're smart to do it. Narcissists will always hurt you because they put themselves first. Mark Welsh, Garden City, Kansas. We homeschooled our boys. One has a master's degree in electrical engineering, the other has a master's in business administration, the third in college now. We homeschooled them through high school and they socialized just fine. You know, I like hearing success stories like that. But if you're gonna homeschool, you gotta be on it. And you gotta make sure the urchins get out and have some fun with kids their age. Richard Shipping, Raleigh, North Carolina. Bill, you've reported that 90% of people in the hospital are unvaccinated. It's higher than that, it's about 95%. Is there any information that these unvaccinated had COVID previously? No. That study will be done, but you know, it's hard to get medical information this quickly. Remember, this has been going on now for what? About a year and a half? So those studies uh, have to be done. Okay, 40% off killing the mob, killing crazy oars. Great end of summer reads. I hope you take advantage of that. Um, the Trump O'Reilly history tour, uh, Sunrise, Florida. That's Lauderdale, Orlando, Florida, Houston, Texas, Dallas. We talked about it at Dallas. I hope you will come see us. It will be a once in a lifetime experience, I assure you. Word of the day, do not be super Great word. S U P E R C I L I O U S when writing to BillO'Reilly.com. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com, by the way. Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Quick break. Right back with the final thought on a bad week.
2: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. Okay, final thought of the day. So we all have bad days. We all have bad weeks. How do you rebound? Well, the worst thing you can do is brood. And and it's coming from an Irishman. And in Ireland, there's a lot of brooding. It's a national sport. There's hurling and there's brooding. Irish guys in particular, but women too, tend to brood. Things aren't going well. Don't brood. So you go through a bad day, a bad week. What you do then is you get an activity that you like. So I set up this Labor Day weekend. I'm going in the ocean a lot okay, because I like that and I'm going to do R&R. I got some reading I got to do and I'm just going to relax. Okay. That's what you should do too, because this has been horrendous for the country. This Afghan thing is awful. And I'll think about it a little bit because I got a report next week to you guys. Uh, you know, I've never really stopped thinking about the news cycle, but primarily I'm going to have a few nice meals. I'm going to have some fun. Uh, and that's the way to kick the blues out. All right. You got to be proactive. You can't just sit there, slumped over. And, and, and if you see yourself as a victim and most of us do at one time or another, try to get out of that because every human being on earth has challenges, bad things happen to them. Nobody skates. That's just humanity. Thank you for watching the No Spin News. Enjoy the weekend. Check in with BillOReilly.com. I will have a column posted on Sunday, and we'll see you on Tuesday.